is, ladies and gents, ZZ's theme music, and we're ready to talk some digital advertising today. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> here we go, here we go. Yeah. Bring the bag. Let's do this. Time to oh, drop some heat, right. baby. You got it. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests. Awesome guests, that side. Uh, as we rise up in those podcast rankings, we'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz. Schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest can help you solve your digital advertising problems, even if they're as complicated as rocket science. Our guest is a Cornell-educated rocket scientist who's been using software, robotics, and applied AI to lead large teams across continents, build multi-million dollar platforms for the fastest growing companies out there today using our guests extraordinary digital ad platform you can easily set up manage and run your campaigns on the top advertising networks then sit back and let ai do the rest their ai performs marketing automation for you which means lower click costs higher click-through rates more impactful customer reach and more revenue for you so don't try to learn rocket science yourself. Our guest has done the hard work for you. Now it's time for you to multiply your ROI with our guest's AI. Joining us today from Beam.City, digital ads made easy. Welcome to the show, Zay, Zay, Peter. All right. Yeah. Think, man. Did we bring the heat or did we bring the heat? Oh, that was hot as fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might need some sunscreen right now. This thing, uh, I, I always like to start with uh, where'd you come from? You are a, literally through rocket science, man. Like, uh, how do you get from having going towards that kind of degree to getting into digital marketing stuff like that's that's quite the leap there right well yeah it might seem like a leap but what i can do is give you the story so you can see how it all comes together so uh, my background is uh, is in aerospace engineering uh, building space robots but i also have built uh, medical robots and other kinds of robotics i spent the last 15 years building simple solutions to complicated uh, issues that big companies were dealing with in the space of e-commerce, applied AI, and big data. But whenever I had something new to bring out, I always found I'd hit a roadblock, right? My mm. teams would build, they've made this awesome new platform, awesome new piece of software, awesome new product. But then when we try to get it out in the market, we are like, oh, who is this for? You have to then go into, okay, who's the right audience for this? When do they want to see it? Uh, I'm your huckleberry. Done. That's right. Once you got all that stuff done and you're trying to get bring it out to market, 
it's like, oh, there's Facebook and there's Google and there's Pinterest and there's TikTok and there's, there's just so many places where the ideal customer can be. And it's really complicated to deal with any single one of these. In fact, and I counted, it can take up to a thousand actions to create one really good campaign on AdWords or Facebook. Now think, <gasps> exactly, yo. How many of us are gonna be that patient to get that stuff done? I mean, I, I was never that patient. So what I did is I, did, I put together a team of, I call them overachievers, but that's what they are. Put the team together so we could build this new awesome software. And what it does right now is we support 18 top ad channels. We're talking about Google AdWords, Search and Display, Facebook, Instagram, Yahoo, Bing, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon shopping ads, Google shopping ads, and more. So you can come into one place, unify your advertising strategy, and the AI kicks in to optimize your results. All right. Let's talk about that because I'm literally going through digital marketing stuff myself, like trying to learn that space as best as I possibly can. Uh, so when when you're talking about AI and going in and kind of bringing together all the different platforms, does that include things like ad copy or, is, or are we talking more specifics on ad placement and more along the lines of audience uh, generation? So our platform is not a creative optimization platform. But what it does today is it optimizes targeting for any targeting dimension your ad may go to. So that means it's optimizing on demographic information like age and gender. It's optimizing for scheduling so you know what times of the day the ads to show up. It's optimizing on things like the behaviors of the customers. In fact, our platform is one of the first to really go really, really deep on AI learned behavioral mapping so that you can create what we call DNAs. These are digital online profiles of your ideal customer, the who, when, where, what they're doing, so that you, once you figure out this audience that the system figures out for you, you can apply it directly into Google or into Facebook or into any other channel, and it will just work. So you don't have to learn all the intricacies of everything. The system learns for you and allows you to apply it seamlessly. So you're talking about helping with conversion at that point, right? What kind of audience am I looking for that's going to pull out their credit card or that's going to fill out a lead form or that's going to, you know, click the subscribe or engage or whatever. 60% of the time it works every time. Uh, <laughs> by the way, exactly. James, you're on point today. Just saying with the with the clips here. So I, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about trying to get uh, what we want out of the customer. Is that correct? Yeah. What you're needing. Yeah. Basically, whatever it is your goal is for your campaign, it could be leads, it could be sales, it could be um, branding, which just means getting more and more people to look at. It could be engagement on social, installing an app, maybe even saying, hey, you know what? I'm a restaurant owner and I want people to call me today. It could even be that. So the platform is not necessarily industry agnostic. The powers it gives you allows you to express yourself. So what we say is bring your creativity, let the platform handle the technical targeting details. Let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey, like the actually getting into business. You kind of hinted on it. I created a product and I was like, oh crap, I don't know who this is gonna go for, right? What were some of those big hurdles you hit early on uh, and what did they do to you mentally? Like, like, like what kind of struggles did you have getting into business and then hitting those roadblocks? Well, I have a few advantages that not everybody has. Uh, I, you know, I grew up in a household where my mom used to wake me up at six in the morning and say, hey, Zay Zay, I'm going to the store and you're coming with me. So um, from a really- Oh, hell no. Hell no, that's right. <laughs> but I'd show up, I'd go to work, help out, help out with uh, selling the stuff, 
clean up the stores and everything. And so that means from an early age, I've been in the entrepreneurial journey. Now, with respect to what I'm doing right now, um, I mean, it might surprise you guys to know, but I actually used to run a, a, a music studio. Uh, so back then I had artists on multiple continents. We had shows. I would go negotiate contracts, negotiate deals with my artists, get music videos out, get on radio. And a lot of this just basically meant that I had to build sales, marketing, and negotiation skills that helped me to move forward. However, whenever I would hit some sort of roadblock, I mean, there are no roadblocks that are not painful. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. The, the biggest challenges that I'd always face is, oh my God, I'm doing so much. There was a period I was working 18, 18 hours a day, every single day. We're talking about basically 2 a.m. till about 8 p.m. and then I'll have dinner and go to bed. But after a while, I was like, you know, I can't keep doing this. I don't, I can't see my wife. I can't see my kids. The, pro the problem is not going away fast enough. And so I'd reach out and find team members. Recruiting really good people is tough. But once you get some good people, one, two, three, right now our team has 15 people on it. We're able to do a lot more with a lot more uh, buffer. So if nobody gets too stressed out, but we're able to hit really ambitious goals. So hitting problems is a problem, but when you can get help either from your team, from advisors or from your network, it really goes a long way. When, uh, when you were talking about the doing all the things, working, you know, 16 hours a day, crazy stuff. Uh, shout out to uh, Matt DeCourcy of Startup Hustle TV. I heard today when we were talking about what it takes to be a CEO. He says, when you're doing a startup, I don't know if I like to call it chief executive officer. And I think you're more like a chief everything officer because you have to wear every single hat and you're busting your ass every day to do every single thing. How did Yo, you start so, to prioritize that? Like when you were when you were doing everything, you know, most people get stuck on there and then they burn out and they quit. You found a way to find team members, but how did you know what part of your business you wanted to place a team member on? Well, you know, just to kind of go back, uh, there was a time I was going to change my title to CXO for exactly that reason, but not everybody knows what a CXO is, so I'm stuck with being CEO. Now, with respect to when is the right time to get a team member, really, you should be getting team members before you start. That's why a lot of venture capitalists and even angel investors love startup companies that have multiple co-founders. I don't have multiple co-founders. Instead, I have multiple people joining me at different stages of the business to help me to prosper. So how do I figure out the right time to, to add someone to the team? When I find that I've done something more than once, it's a bit repeatable, and there's some other big goal that I need to hit, whether it's a revenue goal, a new feature goal, or I need to do better with my marketing. Then I say, hey, you know what? This is taking a lot of my time. That's stopping me from going to that level too. I need someone to come to my team to help me to, to scale up. And that's really the decision. Give it a, uh, a 10, a 10, some of the biggest struggles entrepreneurs struggle with, especially when they're doing a startup, maybe bringing on team members is funding. Like how, you know, you talked about capital investment through angel investors, stuff like that, but not every startup starts that way. How did you get funding? You know, was it intensely uh, high in capital to get started or did you kind of like bootstrap it and get yourself going? Yo, I, I'm still bootstrapping right now. So um, the, one of the cool things about being a technical co-founder is that, or a technical founder period is, you know how to build the technology to bring your vision to life. So in the beginning of the company, I wrote all the code. So that means that I built the platform, I architected it, I designed the data structures, all the technical stuff. 
and then evolved it over time and started bringing in people to my team to make that work. Now, you know, in terms of, um, uh, uh, yo, Sorry, Nan. I somehow just kind of tricked myself out. <laughs> the, the money, the money part, like the the, int- well, the money part. Capital. Yeah, right. Thank you for bringing me back. So the money part, I actually, you know, I would advise anyone who's starting a company save up some money because you don't know how long it's going to take. But the real key thing about going far is making sure that you've got a fantastic relationship with your friends and your family because that's your first trench, no matter what. So I was able to raise a little bit of money from my wife, from myself, from my friends, from my from my parents. And that allowed us to do our first few marketing campaigns, allowed us to reach out and get our first few customers. And once you get that additional, that initial traction, then it becomes easier to in- interest other people to give you money. However, my company has been mostly funded by myself. That means I got a bunch of credit card bills, uh, I, uh, whether it's in terms of loans, whether it's in terms of grants, whether it's in terms of revenue, and frankly, if I started the company all the way uh, based on what I know now, I'd really lean in on the uh, revenue from customers because that's the best validation you can ever have. Customers that you don't know saying, you know what, this is a problem I've got and this is my money so you can solve it for me. That's good. Like focusing on revenues is vitally important. I think I think if we focus on the revenue, especially at first, uh, the the other problems seem to be a little less stressful. How 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 much did credit cards and family loans and that pressure of being able to pay people back? How 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 much did that weigh on you, or continues to weigh on you? How do you deal with that stress? Yo, so to me, that's really the motivation to keep going. So my promise is, I'm gonna help the people who have helped me to succeed. And so that means I keep hustling to find new ways to fund the company, to bring in more team members so that we can go ahead and hit that next level. And so um, it's a to me, I see it as a motivating factor. I don't see it as a, oh my God, I'm gonna crawl up and die factor. Because you know one of the key things you gotta do upfront when you're talking to your family is to be honest. Hey, this is money that's going to a company that has a lot of risk. You might lose this money, so don't give me your nest egg. Because if I lose your nest egg, then we're not going to have a relationship anymore. I might come back to you in three months to ask you for some more money then. But for now, this is how much I need. I'm going to try to keep it reasonable. If you're in, you're good. If you're out, we're still buddies. We're still friends. We're still family. And that has helped me quite a bit because I've had people bring in money multiple times over the year, uh, which helps me to keep my, uh, my horizon moving into the future, my team growing and conquering the space that we're in. We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. Yeah. That's the idea, right? That's the idea. And, you know, I was going to say something there too on the, uh, you know, James, James and I think a lot alike. We're like, that's a perfect spot for a clip. Uh, but I was going to play the, the I was going to play this. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. You said something that was like <laughs> that caught my attention. First of all, you had the guts, the 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 wherewithal to stand up and ask family, like you know, hey, I'm gonna need some money from you. That was number one. But what you said second was, I might come back to you in like three months and maybe ask for more. Uh, and and I find you know when I talk to my students, I have them journal every day because I want them to write down any visions, any ideas, anything that pops into their head that they want to work towards. Because if they write it down, it's it's the first seed that they've planted, right? But I also Absolutely. warn them about 
sharing their their vision and their goals with the people they love the most because oftentimes those are the people who are going to shut you down not because they don't want to see you succeed because they worry about you failing right so how did you get gather yourself to approach family and friends to show them the vision that you see because i you know i can understand based on what you're saying you have a clarity of vision you know exactly where you're going but to present it so that others can see where you're going that might be a little more difficult. How was that? How was that experience? Like, how'd you prepare for that? Yo, I mean, I don't know how many engineers, you know, but a lot of engineers are um, usually not very social. So um, <laughs> I'm what we call an uber geek. Uh, I, I tend to be social and I'm smart and I can make stuff. But a lot of us in our space are just not trained with these kinds of social, social cues, social scenarios. So it's been a, a hard slug. It's been iteration, iteration. Um, trying different things, asking different ways, but really it just boils down to you got to be honest. You don't want to lie. You you know you got to give them the promise of the of the of the upside because you're you're an entrepreneur. You've got to be optimistic. If you're not optimistic about making it big, then don't do it because you're gonna fail. Uh, you know because any small thing hits you, you're gonna quit. And if you quit, you lose their money, you lose your shirt. Nobody wins. But um, so if you go in, you're honest, but you're also realistic. Uh, it means that you don't chew too much of the cake up front. Uh, and you allow something to come next, but you have set goals so you can eat one thing first, go into step two. You know, it's a three course meal instead of one size fits all super buffet, right? So you gotta go one step at a time to hit each of your goals. You know, I- And family uh, will come with you. Say that again? And family will come with you as long as you tell them yeah. that's the story, that's the march, they will march right along with you. They absolutely will. And they're gonna be the first to probably say no. They're also gonna be the first to say, I knew you could do it. I knew you had it in yeah. you, right? <laughs> I believed in you the whole time. Sure they did, right? Anyways. When when uh, when I talk to my students, uh, they often ask things like, you know, should I set a goal? Like, should I go for a million dollars or how fast can I get to this dollar amount? Uh, and, and one thing that I'm starting to notice uh, just in my own experience as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, seek and, you know, when we go after the dollar, we tend to go after a lot of shiny objects, right? We can chase a Bitcoin or we can chase some, you know, whatever is trending at that particular right. moment. So what I'm advising my, my youngsters is to chase a skill a marketable skill that you have first and the money will follow if you get really good at a specific skill that's valued that's that's marketable then the money will come along you developed a skill you went to school you got an engineering degree like i mean this is this is a skill a that you can yeah a bunch of them right those are all skills that you can use that yes you're utilizing to build a business but doesn't help you with your confidence knowing that you have this ability to go out and find a job if you needed to well, I mean, it, it certainly does, right? So, uh, I, you know, growing up, I always believed that uh, it was necessary for me to build a new baseline. So for me, my baseline is made up of my education and my experiences. So my education means I've got a whole bunch of degrees and then I've used those degrees to do all sorts of things, um, whether it's making physical products, maybe it's running a music studio at some point in my life, maybe it's the the the, the, the company that I had with my, uh, my wife, where we invented a new baby carrier, right? But the point being is you, you go in, you make a new baseline that says, okay, this is the baseline. And if everything I'm doing new fails, I still got this baseline. And that means that you want to build a baseline, build on top of it. Maybe you rest for a month or two, but then you look back up, you build another step. And that's how you get to heaven one step at a time. If you were to give yourself a grade, for example, like where you are in... <laughs> 
like uh, in your life right now compared to where you want to be compared to where you started give me what that grade is like how, how are you rating yourself in life today well you know i i one thing that i don't do is grade myself but just for the for the purposes of the show um you know jeff bezos so, says that it's always day zero um, I believe it's day zero. I'm competing with myself. I'm competing with my industry. It's literally, they're going to be 230 billion more dollars spent in the digital advertising space over the next three years. I mean, I'm competing with myself to see how much I can help people to make those dollars get spent better. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not going to grade myself, but I give myself an A. <laughs> no, <I'm just> like, <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, then, then let me, let me ask you well, this. To be honest, you know, just, just to kind of pull back on the bravado of it, because I do have some of that. The truth is um, I'm not perfect, right? So I, I know I'm doing okay. I know a lot of people doing a lot better than I am. I know a lot of people who are smarter than I am. And so for me, it's important to be humble enough to get help from my team, from my advisors and my network, um, you know, and fr and frankly, once you're able to do that, it means you're, you know, you you know that you have that you're fallible, you're not perfect, you can't do it all. Otherwise, I'd be trying to build the whole company myself. So, you know, if I were just just to give it a, a a flat number, I would say I'm doing like a seven, but not yet an eight. Eight is my next is, is is my next level. Always room to level up. Absolutely. Um, how, how do you feel about? Uh, yeah, like when you when you said right now, you know, I know there's people doing better than me. I know I'm doing better than some people. You know, a, a lot of times we suffer from uh, founders depression or imposter syndrome. That feeling like we're not enough. Like when you know, I might work 16 hours today, and then I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I could have done better. I could, I could, I, I could still work harder. Like how much of that weighs on you on a regular basis as an entrepreneur? Oh yeah, that's a daily thing, right? Um, you know, so um, for example, my team, we create these documents called conquests. A conquest is literally a plan of attack to make sure that we do really well in any single month. It covers sales, covers marketing, covers technology. And, um, you know, it weighs on me every day because if we can't hit a lot of our conquest goals, then we can't hit our next level. So not only am I stressed out about my ability to make things work, I'm also stressed out about the ability of my team have I hired the right team? Have I trained them properly? Do I give them the tools they need? Do I network them sufficiently so that they can learn the things that they need to learn? Do I give them opportunities to succeed at sales development? Do people who want to learn new skills get the chance to learn the new skills to improve themselves? Because a happy employee will give you 100%. Anybody who is indifferent gives you zero. So this stuff is there all day, every day. Um, how do I deal with it? Um, I sleep short hours during the week, but I sleep long hours on the weekend because it lets me to rest my body, rest my mind, but also pick up the right, right here too, my friend. My, I, that's you know that's one of those things for me. You know, I I do I'm up early every day during the week, but on the weekend I do sleep in a little bit. The good thing is though, since I'm up at 4:20 every morning during the week, when I sleep in on the weekends, it's like eight o'clock, so it's not really super <laughs> late, but it's an extra four hours. You know what I mean? Like it's still an yeah. extra time. Uh, it is actually good, but uh, you know, I beat you. My first meeting of the day is at 4 a.m. every morning. Take that. Oh, yeah, you got me. You got me. You got me. It's okay. You can win that trophy. I'll let you have that one. You can take it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I deal with a lot of students um, that college is probably not going to be in their future. And if it is, they might end up going to junior college a little bit uh, and then trying to figure out life on their own. Uh, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of people uh, in, in your company. Are you absolutely looking for somebody with a degree or would you prefer someone with a certification and experience? 
for my company, what we're looking for is with is people who've got um, hustle and ingenuity. So um, in my team right now, we do have a lot of highly educated people in just about every role, but not every role requires a highly educated person. So for example, in our sales team, what we need is people who are willing to hustle, go that extra step, make that extra phone call to start or close a deal. So for us, as far as I'm concerned, is if you know how to get the job done, the job is yours. So, um, you know, and, and ultimately that's really the, the bottom line. On the development side, um, we are looking for people who have some experience with writing software just because of the stage of the company we're in, um, because we need people who can learn fast, build fast without me having to train them, you know, five hours a day. Um, but we're getting very soon to a, a phase once we hit about 20, 25 employees, we should now be able to, at that point, be able to kind of ease up on the kind on the level of experience or education that we need on the software side. You're you're a perfect person to ask because you have multiple degrees uh, and you're an entrepreneur on the hiring side. So, you know, one of the things I'm advising my students specifically because they're the ones not necessarily geared for college is to go towards a certification route to go, you know, get C++ certified, go out and get, you know, an insurance license, no, go out and get a real estate license. I'll stop you right there. I got, okay, even though I've got all these degrees, before I got my first degree, I got certified in Java and C++. So I've been writing software way before I got to college. And I'll be honest with you, even if I didn't go to college, I'd have still been able to get, um, uh, what is it? Five, six figure jobs writing software by now, easily six figure jobs. Why? Because these are in demand skills, technology, anything that's got to do with writing software will be in demand now, straight into the future, straight line. If you try to do anything with artificial intelligence, you're not going to be the researcher creating new algorithms, but you can be someone who knows how to train models, put together the systems, learn enough of the statistics and the mathematics to create an architecture for a model that will be useful for a specific vertical. Don't worry about being a, a PhD. Uh, PhDs build new algorithms and they make ImageNet, they make GPT-3. You can go ahead and learn how to use TensorFlow, can learn how to use PyTorch, figure out how to put together a learning system and apply it to some problem. Because frankly, it boils down to build something people want. You don't need a degree to do that. Mm, powerful. So if you can go back and talk to your previous self, your younger version of yourself, uh, and knowing what you know now, knowing the path that you're on now, uh, would you make any big changes? And what would you recommend to your younger version? Younger version of me is make money faster. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> make money faster. Uh, to be honest, uh, um, you know, that's not actually true. Um, the, w my younger self, I was all about gaining new skills. So whether it was via degree or by work experience or by making some new side project, I knew that there was a lot I didn't know. I wasn't going to learn it in school. I had to be out there in the real world learning it in terms of experience. So I made myself available. So uh, for my younger self, the biggest thing is some of those tests lasted longer than they needed to. Um, I should have taken more chances more frequently um, so that I could learn some of the key things, especially entrepreneurially. You don't know what the right founder will be. You don't know who the right employee could be. You don't know how you're going to get your first check. And the earlier you can solve these either personally or by getting a mentor, um, you can go really far. So just to kind of roll it back and just to answer the question once and for all, um, learn faster, but get a good mentor because good mentors are, are worth their weight in gold plus silver and diamonds because these are people who have gone through or are where you want to be and can kind of tell you the things to avoid. They can let you kind of stumble your feet here and there where necessary, but ultimately they let you 
go and find the beaten path. You don't have to beat the path all the way by yourself. All right. So that's professionally. What about personally? Like now you can look back and, you know, I look back at my 20s and, I, you know, I partied it up in my 20s. I'll be 100% honest. James and I, we bought our first house when we were 20 years old. My 21st birthday party was a bash. And then every weekend after that was pretty much a bash, right? We, we you know, I wasted a lot of time, um, you know, having fun. But those are the things like I don't really regret those things. If you can look back, is there anything you can look back and say, man, I wish I would have done at least some of this before I got a certain age, or I wish I would have tried something else before I got, you know, before I went into this particular career or spent that much time in school, like on a personal level, is there anything you can go back and tell yourself, do these things, make sure you experience this? Honestly, um, and my wife will beat me over the head, but um, no. Uh, and it's a very unfortunate thing for me to say no for, because I wanted to be an aerospace engineer since I was seven years old. I saw one of the space shuttles go up into space and I was like, yep, that's what I want to do. I want to make space spaceships. And so I went to school, I practiced, I, I, I worked hard. I made sure I could go all the way and I did the degrees. I made some space robots. And then I got there and I was like, wait, I'm a grunt in a big company. I need to make something for myself. So really right now I'm in my evolution to the level where I can go back to building spaceships, but I'm going to it through software. So um you know would i say go back and do something differently it, it boils back down to the same things i said before which are uh, do some of the experiments faster uh, but you know maybe i'm a strange kind of human i don't know but um my single-minded goal i'm still not there so i'm, I'm working towards it right now and you're not that much of a freak dude elon musk wants to put people on mars so i'm sure you yeah, and him well. can get along pretty well that guy's a pretty successful individual and he's very one-minded right he's that's his task that's what he's going to do every company he's built has been putting him closer and closer towards that goal and look at the yeah, amazing things he's done for for humanity i mean it's impressive mm -hmm. uh and he's still got a long way to go so You've got a long way to go as well. If people want to work with you, uh, you know, get a, get a hold of you, how can they do that? Yo, if you want to get a hold of me, you can send me an email, zayze at beam.city. That is Z-E, or this is the U-S, Z-E-Z-E -E at B-E-A-M dot C-I-T-Y. You can also book a meeting with me. I've got a Calendly link that I don't mind having conversations on. So that is calendly.com slash Z-Z dash beamcity slash convo. Um, I can send it over to the to the bros right here so they can give it to you. But the point being is uh, I'm open to talk to people, uh, people who are who want to get some advice, who want to do some learning. Uh, I'm always down. Send me an email or reach out to me on my calendar. All right. This is the last last question. Uh, I don't know how many podcasts you've done or interviews you've, you've been on, but uh, what did you think about being on the Business Bros podcast? Yo, this is extreme levels of fun, right? So I come in here. I've got a theme song. I've got people shouting me out in the in the background. I've got all the memes uh, coming in to kind of boost my points. You guys are super smart, super great questions. The pace, the flow, love it 100%. There's your theme music, baby. Woo! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, ladies and gents, that's the end of what we got today. Look, your dreams, your aspirations, whatever it is that you want to go in life, you could be single-minded. It's okay. It's also okay to not actually know what you're going to do, to not have a plan, to kind of have to figure it out. But I promise you, if you take the time to figure out who you are, what you want in life, and have that goal in front of you, every step you take from there going forward is amazing. You'll end up, just like our guest here today, happy about what he's doing. 
almost to the point where he feels a little weird that he actually wanted to go to space, right? That's how it works. works. That's how it works, right, CZ? Yes, sir. Got to go where you got to go, man. Got to go where you got to go. Got to go where you got to go. All right, ladies and gents. We'll see you guys again manana. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday afternoon. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.